If I could describe to give my life tour in one word, it would be vulnerability. Showing up for yourself is so important. Welcome to the Get My Life Tour. I'm your host, Lydia T. Blanca. y'all and welcome to the get my life tour i am your host lydia t blanco and like always i am extremely excited to have you here on the get my life tour i am so glad to be back after resting and taking time to get ready for the new year and i'm super excited because i received this incredible from someone asking me if i'd like to be introduced to this phenomenal woman And I literally could not pass after reading a post that she wrote that resonated with me so much. And it's about mental gridlock and clarity and transitioning as a Black woman. Hello, I qualify and check all three boxes that apply. So without further ado, I would love to introduce you all to Randy V. Randy, thank you so much for joining us here on the Get My Life Tour. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. You are welcome. I'm smiling ear to ear. Um, Like I said, (laughs) I check all three of those boxes. And when I read your piece, I was like, hmm. But before we go into what the piece actually is, let me properly introduce you to everyone here on the Stop of the Tour. Randy B. is a diversity and inclusion strategist, speaker, trainer, and writer who focuses on making connections and cultivating empathy in this diverse world. She is also the author of Never Says, 25 Phrases You Should Never Say to Keep Your Job and Friends. Hello, somebody. And she is affectionately known as Assistant Intended, which can be defined as an empowered Black woman leading inclusivity efforts to create a place of belonging for everyone, a badass diversity and inclusion strategist, author, speaker, and trainer, and you guessed it, Randy V. Welcome (laughs) again. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, you are so welcome. So, you know, I just really want to start off by asking you in your own words, who is Randy B? It depends day to day. No, um, I am, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I am, of course, a family person, but I would say my mission is is really just trying to get people to get along better. You know, Mm -hmm. like I have for years try to go into communities, um, organizations, and teach people how to work with one another. You know, it's hard enough just in our families where we know each other and we have a lot in common. But so, but think about how hard it is when you have people from different backgrounds, um, from all different types of experiences, um, you know, race, all from all places in the country. And then you put them in an office and say, okay, everybody get along. And right. even if people have good intentions and say, hey, I'd like to get along with everybody, sometimes we don't have the skills to do so. You know, I mean, we don't have a whole lot of EQ sometimes or just practical yeah. knowledge on how you talk to people. So that's what I do. I try to make things go more smoothly so everybody feels as if they belong. 
You know, that's such important work. I really feel at times like belonging is such a buzzword nowadays, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but people don't really know what it means um, to create an environment where everyone feels like they truly belong. So, you know, with that being said, tell us more about, you know, the work that you do. I know you just outlined it for us here, but Mm -hmm. tell us about the work that you do with women and how your journey led you to championing for women as a sister intending. I love that term. (laughs) Thank you so much. You know, it's so funny. I came up with that term because I realized that I wasn't owning myself. You know, Mm -hmm. here I was traveling across the country telling people that diversity was great and we should accept people um, and their differences. But I was doing a lot of training in the tech world. And oftentimes, you know, I was the only woman in the room. And so I would only wear pants. I can tell you for years, I only wore pantsuits, never dresses, never skirts. Because foolishly, and for some reason in my mind, which sounds really ridiculous now, I thought, I don't want to point out that I'm a woman, (laughs) right? (laughs) As if they couldn't tell. I, you know, because I was trying to blend, which, you know, of course, clearly I didn't feel as if I could belong because I was uncomfortable about my gender, you know? Mm. And so once I matured personally and professionally and said, you know, how can I ask people to bring their whole selves if I'm not doing it? And so... Sister intended kind of embodies who I am. And it says, sister, you know, I'm black. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a woman, but I'm also an expert in this field, like a superintendent. Mm-hmm. And so just even the name just shows, um, you know, who I am and owning it. And so what I do with women is encourage them to become comfortable in their womanness, but in their expertise, in their, in their got it going on this, in their strength, <laughs> you know, to own all of it and not feel as if woman, being a woman is something that they have to hide or apologize for. But it's actually that is, something yeah. that should be something to be proud of because I'm doing it. Right. You know, ownership of self is so important and plays a huge role in how we show up. I think so many of us don't feel like we belong because we haven't done the work as it relates to how we show up and who we are. You know, what are your thoughts on that? Gosh, you know, what what you're saying is so true because, you know, we will have done the work as far as getting our degrees. We may have like a bomb resume, you know, great uh, jobs, internships, um, et cetera. But we haven't done the work that makes us feel comfortable ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one thing I stress when I go out and work with organizations is, you know, sometimes we look to organizations to create a place of belonging and they must, they should make a place that is conducive to everyone feeling like they belong. But also we have some responsibility, you know, to work on ourselves so that we can walk in being comfortable with ourselves. I mean, some of us don't feel as if we belong anywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. I was I was that person, right? I was that person that didn't feel as if she quite fit in anywhere I went, right? Um, which is why it was just sometimes easier to be at home and watch cable. <laughs> so, right. I, I mean, and I still have those days. I still have those times, but I have worked on myself um, mm-hmm. where 
I don't have as many moments where I feel like I don't belong, that imposter syndrome. Um, so there is work that you must do to, 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 to feel comfortable with yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to ask yourself the question, who am I? What matters to me? How have I prepared to be ready for this position, this job, this organization, th- this goal I have? And to own those things and to continue to work on yourself and to continue to have talks with yourself. That self-talk is very important. Right. It is. We talk ourselves out of so much and we Mm -hmm. disqualify ourselves just because of the things that we believe about ourselves or our circumstances in moments where we just really aren't sure. You know, I tell people, you know, my mother died when I was very young. Both my parents died when I was young and it made me realize while it's yes, sad, of course, but it also is like a very, it gave me life like the second time because I recognize the preciousness of life. I recognize Mm -hmm. that, you know, sometimes you may not have a shot at second and third and fourth chances and to go for it. Like I got to get my life. I got to get and go after my goals. Like I got to do it because I don't know if tomorrow's promised. And so it gives me that extra push. I don't have time to be um, wallowing in my fear and self-doubt and all of that. I got to get some stuff done because there are some things that I want. And who knows how long I have, how much time I have to accomplish those things. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think, I think for me, that was, that was a big changing moment. I mean, no, that yeah. probably was the biggest changing moment. My biggest get, let me get my life moment. And I remember in our conversation, um, when we were getting acquainted, yes. you highlighted like the operative word in, you know, the Get My Life Tour is my. And what I hear you saying now is that you realize that you had to take charge and continue to live, which is such a beautiful thing. You know, mm-hmm. I was able to speak in the last season with to, some, mm-hmm. um, to someone who spoke about grief and, you know, caring for a parent mm-hmm. who she she is losing essentially right to an illness um but the my in the life is so key and the, mm-hmm. the fact that you choose life and to live even through your loss um you know it says so much about the work that you were doing i think some of us go into spaces and we lose ourselves or we exit places um in times of transition you know we're focused on the loss but we're not focusing on how much more life um, or opportunity. Uh, or, uh, know, Lydia, you're so correct. I know, like, I try to live my so life thank you by, for sharing. in a way that honors the people I've lost. So not to get, not to get swallowed up in the loss, because that's not honoring them, mm. but actually to take the loss and have it motivate me and say, you know, I got, I, I owe it to them and in honoring them to live the very best life I possibly can. Yeah, that is so good. My goodness. You know, I like I love passing <laughs> the collection plate because I'm just like, you are preaching right now. Uh, mm-hmm. You most definitely are. And, you know, I now want to jump into this blog post because, like I said, that helped me mm-hmm. get my life. I read it a couple of weeks ago now or almost a month ago. Mm-hmm. And I felt like you were speaking to me mental gridlock and clarity, I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think that was the terminology. Clarity, yes, mental gridlock. I did not realize I was sitting at so many different intersections in my mind. Oh my goodness. Can you tell us more about that post? You know, I write weekly 
And I didn't even know what to write because I couldn't think clearly about any one subject because my brain was so crowded with my own ish, right? I just, you know, the way I describe it in the article is that I was like on an mm-hmm. LA freeway, like I was on the 101, you know, and I couldn't move, right? I was in my mm-hmm. car, you know, it was gassed <laughs> up, everything. I, I know I should go, but I can't move. And that's how I felt like I couldn't function. And it was just so frustrating because I didn't know what to do. And I get that way sometimes when you're just even trying to sort out, you know, what's right, what's wrong, how should you be thinking? Um, So much noise comes at us, just like when you're on the highway. You know, you have your thoughts, but you also have your family's thoughts and your friend's thoughts and you have the media's thoughts and you've got, you know, the old stuff from the past talking to you. And you're just, you're just confused, right? About what to do a little bit and you're stuck. You just become stuck yeah. for a moment. And that's really hard if you're a type A person because we're not good at just sitting still. You're right. And, and waiting, we think we're not doing anything if we ain't moving. Right. Oh. And, you know, and, and so the first struggle is to teach yourself. Mm. Actually, oh, sometimes goodness. you're doing the very best thing to sit and just be OK with sitting in that space. And maybe you're stuck there because you can't move. Maybe you're stuck there. I mean, because you shouldn't move. And maybe you should just sit until what the right decision is or the right choices comes to you. But that's hard. (laughs) That is so hard. You know, it is so interesting that you said, said that. And this shows me how much of alignment we are in um, together. It is. I actually wrote not too long ago that resting is doing something. And it was a note to myself that I, like had to write and then share. I felt compelled to share because I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, so many of us are just on the go. I am always on the go. And it's not something that I take pride in because I'm like, well, I really actually would like to sit down and have a seat. But I understand where I am in this season in my life. And I'm most definitely grateful. But I also want to be fair to myself and not allow my calling to kill me, right? But what you're Mm -hmm. saying, be still, you know, the Bible says, be still and know. I'm like, oh my goodness. And here you are saying it again. Um, and I think it's so timely that we're having this conversation, right? Because in the new year, in 2020, I think a lot of people are going to be trying to figure out which direction they should go in. And you know, <laughs> some people yes. will become yes. stuck, what you called mental constipation, right? Or mental gridlock in your piece, which is incredible. When things like the new year come, we think that we're supposed mm-hmm. to have all these answers, right? Like this, you know, we think 2020, this is going to be it for me. Let me have right. these. And it's on our time. It's not because all of a sudden it's the new year. Like, all of, you know, we're supposed to have all the answers. Um, it doesn't work like that. Um, and and right. to be okay <laughs> and to be your own best friend. Like what's crazy is if your girlfriend calls you and says, Oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. I can't mm. even think about what I want to do. I, I, I'm, yeah. We would say, girl, just chill. It's okay. Relax. Go get you a bubble bath. Go get a manicure. We'd say that to a friend, but for some reason, we can't be a friend to our own selves a lot of time. I think it's also important that we talk about, I think it's hard for, for harder, harder for Black women. 
I think women makes it hard. And then black women, that's double dose. Mm-hmm, most definitely. You know, mm-hmm. and th- that brings me to your piece. Um, and I actually have this highlighted. You wrote, being black has mm-hmm. felt like too much lately. Being a woman has felt like too much lately. Being a woman who is mm-hmm. shifting careers, heck, being mm-hmm. a woman who is shifting in all caps has felt like too much lately. It takes all my energy to just continue to make, do, and live. That is hard to muster inner, any, any energy, excuse me, to then share my experience. <laughs> I was like, let me highlight this. This right here. And then you add being a Black mm-hmm. woman on to that. It is a lot. Right. Um, And to your point, we have to be kind to ourselves. I really think that, you know, hearing that as a black woman is a good reminder. We rely on so many other people. We don't rely on anybody. Mm. And and honestly, sometimes think that we don't have the freedom or the right. We see it as a sign of weakness to rely on people or to ask others for help. I think that the strong black woman figure um, has hurt us more than anybody else. And um, we absolutely are strong. We've had to be, but we've had to be right. But I I try to encourage Mm -hmm. sisters today um, to be human first um, and to be tired, <laughs> be, 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 need a break, ask for it, ask a, and, and to rely on other people. I don't think we do that well. I think, you know, I, I don't know if you've seen this meme that goes out and they say, what's the hardest thing for you to say? And some, it says, I love you. I'm sorry. Or I need help. And if I'm honest, I need help. That, and that's sad. I mean, I could tell you, I love you all day. Yes, I need help. <laughs> um, I can say, I'm sorry. I have no yeah. problems admitting when I'm wrong. But asking for help and admitting that I need help is something that I am learning to do. You are so right. You, I'm glad that you challenged me on that because I was thinking mm-hmm. of relying on others mm-hmm. as a way to cop out um, on relying on ourselves, right? But I love that Oof. you challenged me on that because being the strong Black woman gets exhausting. And I think that we yes. don't do our checkups from the neck up and say, I do need help. You're right. You are so right. Totally. And I feel like a lot of our mental gridlock comes from that mentality of I can do it by myself. Help comes in the form of sitting around with your girlfriends with a glass or bottle or two bottles of wine (laughs) or three bottles if it's my girlfriends and just talking through (laughs) it, just talking you know, and relaxing or focusing on someone else's issues sometimes help you, helps you to think through your own. But just taking the time to chill out and relax, um, I think, is so helpful. And, and honestly, being honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell people as I've gotten older, my time is my most precious commodity. And so I do not surround myself with people that I have to fake like everything's perfect. People with the perfect marriages, the perfect kids, the perfect careers, the perfect life. I don't want to be friends with them. (laughs) Um, I just don't because one, I know that you're not telling the truth because life isn't perfect. And 
I need to be around people that I can say, right. um, I just want you to know that my kids are screwing up right now. I can't stand my man. And, <laughs> you know, right now the career is stressing me out. And I want to be able to <laughs> do that and feel comfortable um, and not feel as if I'm being judged because I'm talking to someone who has it all. That is so key, especially. Oh, my goodness. Especially, especially in this digital and social age. We spend so much of our lives online and I feel like it does some delaying of like who we are um, and how we show up in the real world when we're offline and that whole faking it until you make it and um, every other thing that's Mm -hmm. along the lines of those mantras becomes so much more true online. So I'm so glad you said that because I think so many of us are in competition Mm -hmm. with um, let's say pseudo versions. Well, and then if people need to people. understand that it's just so a snapshot, really I mean, I'm oh in competition goodness, so with good. my own self. I mean, because and by that, I mean on Randy B's um, Instagram page, my life looks good, right? Because I'm not snapping pictures of me washing six loads of laundry, um, <laughs> you know, um, and, breaking up a fight with my kids (laughs) or whatever. I'm not taking pictures of most of my existence. I'm snapping a picture when I'm at a wonderful restaurant in Ghana having, you know, my makeup done and a great meal. And so, you know, I try to remind people like that stuff you see with me is not even real. Like that's like 10%, not even 10, that's like 5% of my life. Um, The people who read me, they know, because I'm half the time on there, you know, crying, <laughs> talking about my mid, talking about my mental uh, gridlock or, you know, just talking about life in general. But, <laughs> you know, Instagram is just a picture. It just captures like that one second and doesn't tell the full story. And we have to remember that. It's so, it's so true. Right. And we know mm-hmm. clarity is, it's a very small wor- word, you know, when you are like, oh, clarity. Oh, okay, cool. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, let me actually go look up the definition mm-hmm. of clarity because I, I know, right, in layman's terms, it means to be clear, right? But I'm looking here and it's like the quality of being coherent or mm-hmm. intelligible or the quality of transparency or purity. Right. Clarity is. is bigger than what a lot of us think it is. Um, and it requires big action. How have you been able to remain clear on who you are? Sometimes just talking, like talking with you right now reminds me of my mm. purpose. Um, and also just time, that being still that we talked about earlier, uh, being still and reminding myself of what it is that I want. Um, yeah. So I, I go around and work with different organizations. But about a month ago, or no, a couple of weeks ago, I had a cold call from a company wanting me to come and head their, um, you know, DNI department. And they were being very generous. Uh, and for a second, it was alluring because I like money. <laughs> you know, I, you know, money's good. And maybe I wouldn't have to fly coach next time. I don't know. But it was, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> it was intriguing for a moment. Um, but only for a moment because <laughs> I just had to sit and say, what is it that, that you want? What is your purpose? And, you know, I haven't gone in house because I feel that the only way things will change is if people are honest. And I know in-house, sometimes you don't get the opportunity to be candid and honest. And the way 
I work because I, you know, I'm working for myself. It's easier for me and companies give me more bandwidth to be honest about the world, right? When you're the DNI person, it's, it's almost like your job oftentimes is to say, oh, diversity is great. Yeah. Diversity is great. And I'm kind of the person who says, okay, but diversity and inclusivity and getting along with each other is hard. And let's talk about the ways that it's been hard and let's create some practical solutions. Um, I make people look at and be honest about the stories that come up in the yeah. news all the time that they don't want to talk about because that's the only way you can change, right? A, you know, a doctor can't treat cancer until you admit that there's cancer. We've got to treat it. And so I have to get back to, is my, is my, is my purpose to make money or is my purpose to make change? And my purpose right now is to make change. Prayerfully the money comes too, (laughs) but uh, yeah, yes. Yes, we're claiming that, but it is to 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 make the change I want to see coming. happen. It's coming. We're claiming I know it. I can do this best this way. You know, I applaud you in your work. I have been to, you know, different tech companies or sat in on different mm-hmm. conversations or spoken with different leaders who yes. do similar work. And at times you feel like it becomes a little scripted. Um, but it's so, uh, what is it? To me, it is so important to know that you are doing the work because we also know that mm-hmm. tokenism is a, right, a real thing, right? So to know that you are doing the work mm-hmm. makes me feel good about the change that is possible and that is happening through, you know, your level of expertise. In Which is exactly how I feel about you. I mean, it's, it's, it's me. you so are definitely important. my, you know, sister in this, in that we're trying to make changes and using our voices and being honest and not just being honest about the issues that exist on the outside, but the issues that we are dealing with ourselves on the inside. Thank you so much. And, you know, transition is such a real thing. Um, And we've already talked about like, you know, what we think about ourselves and how much of an impact that can have. But I want to really dig deeply into transition Mm -hmm. and how we can really exercise our mental fitness so that we don't disqualify mm-hmm. ourselves. Um, let's just dig right into it. What are some ways that people can be more mindful of what they think about themselves? Right. No one tells you that you're still figuring life out when you're middle-aged. I, I thought, you know, like I think Michelle Obama's book, Becoming, was the first time that anyone ever really admitted that or under, that I understood it. I always thought that, you know, you had these cross sections in life where, Mm -hmm. you know, you go to college and, okay, I had to decide who I want to be. And then you have a career. And in my mind, I thought by 25, I was supposed to have it all figured out. No one told me that I was going to be almost 50 talking about or thinking about what do I want to be when I grow up? (laughs) You know, I mean, I didn't think that was going to happen. And, you know, so, you know, my son just went off to college, um, Hampton University, and yay, right? Um, and, you know, he's talking to me about, well, yeah, I'm not okay. sure what I want to be. And I wanted to give him this brilliant answer, but I was like, yeah, me either. I, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, I don't know either. And, you know, you just figure it out, right? I and love so, that. You know, I, I knew I wanted to help people feel a sense of belonging, mm-hmm. Um I knew that this was my field and I've just followed my passion. Um, and so what I would say in transition is don't expect 
yourself to have concrete answers. It's okay if you don't. And maybe just go with the answers you've got at that time. And the others will come to you. It, it kind of seems to form, right? As you just walk in what you know and be okay that you don't know everything, yeah. except that you don't know everything and be kind with yourself as you transition. Um, tell yourself that as I've done my whole life, I'm doing the best I can with what I know. And it's okay that I don't know everything. And so are you showing up mm-hmm. and giving your best self and your best self that day? Because there's some days that my best self is barely brushing my teeth and staying in my pajamas all day. That's the best I've got that day. <laughs> that's it, right? That's it. And that's all right. And that mm-hmm. is okay because I'm allowed <laughs> that. But, you know, keep, you know, just be proud of yourself for continuously showing up and continuing to figure it out. And even when you're transitioning or even when you're having mental congestion, you are just um, forgive yourself and say, because you've done nothing wrong. You're just on your journey. And some days it's going to flow and some days it's not. You've done nothing wrong. Who (laughs) needs to hear that? I am raising both hands. Isn't it wild how we begin to play the blame game with ourselves and question our existence and the Mm -hmm. most high and the universe and everything in between when we're in transition. And transition is a part of the growth. And the transition is when we honestly should be celebrating ourselves. Because if you're not transitioning, you're not growing. Right? And so, you know, we applaud people when they talk about not transitioning. We, you know, it's something that I honestly wish we would change even with relationships. Um, You know, some people will only applaud those relationships that, oh, my people were married for 52 years. Well, maybe they weren't happy for half of that. Maybe they were, who knows? But it doesn't mean that maybe it's okay for you to transition and celebrate that you were married for five years and celebrate what that union taught you or brought into this world. And that be okay to transition because you're a different person to another relationship or another job or another, you know, location or friendship, like, because you're growing and that is okay to grow. I never thought about it that way. I think we celebrate promotions. We celebrate the small wins, but it's almost like there is shame attached to transition. And I know a lot of that is self-inflicted at times. I'll speak for myself. I most definitely am like, okay, so I got to make X, Y, and Z decisions. And woe is me. And I really shouldn't. And I don't have a plan, but my plan was. And this, this. Mm -hmm. there's so much emotion associated with it and shame. And I love that you said celebrate being in transition. I don't think a lot of us. Well, yeah, I don't think so either. And you know something you said uh, earlier on. about you know uh, always realizing your purpose. You know, if your if your journey is, if your mm-hmm. if your goal is in life, your major goal is to walk in your purpose, right? To walk and honor who you are and what your purpose is, then things may not have to look like it's unstable, right? Because my, 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 what makes me happy may have changed, but what I'm doing, walking in that direction, being my authentic self hasn't. I, I think that the reason why we 
grasp on to things for a long time and are so fearful of transitioning is because we think that equals instability. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Number one, what you're not going to do is call me out on my own podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're not gonna do you know what okay it's been good thank you so much for joining me on the no. my life tour no it is no right <laughs> i i am there if your purpose has been for the last let's say 10 years oh my to gosh. speak to women and to encourage women let's say that's your purpose that's what you know satisfies you it doesn't mean you're not stable if you do it one day in writing, you do it another time in your life through a podcast and you do it another time um, on a TV show or you do it another time from um, your home in Greece. You're still fulfilling your purpose. You're still being true to who you are. But the way it looks, the way it works is the only thing that's changing. And that's not instability. You're still staying true to you. You're still staying true to you. How that looks should change, honestly. And the bold ones are the ones who embrace the change. You know what I hear? Yes. Consistency and divine timing. I think those are two things that get lost in our minds as we transition. And for some reason, it is like on my heart to tell whoever is tuned in to look at the patterns of consistency and reflect on the times that you were consistent and allow that to be encouraging. We are not as kind, as faithful, as loyal, as committed as we'd like to claim we are to ourselves. I think that's why we're so healing for each other and why your podcast is so important because this is what it is. But I, I, you know, looking at what you're consistent to, but looking to whom you're consistent, because some of us have been consistent where to the wrong people, mm. you know, we can say, you know what? I showed up for that man, you know, every day I had his dinner there for 10 years, or you were consistent to a job and stable to a job you didn't like. And really that's not the kind of consistency me and you are talking about right now. It's being consistent to yourself being loyal and true to your authentic self and staying true to that. And that will reflect on how you treat everybody else. But that's what I mean, staying consistent to your dreams and beliefs and purpose and yourself. Oh my goodness. You know, <laughs> I could talk to you forever. It's like forever. It's fine. We're connected. If you are tuned yes. in and you never hear from Randy again, it is because I have kidnapped her. Um, <laughs> we'll make sure that all of your children and um, your loved ones are taken care of. Don't worry. But, you know, I have to ask about community. Community of self is important, but community, um, you know, as it relates to those who we are in relationship with and how we build and um, how we are poured into is so important. You know, I want to ask you, how can people really cultivate meaningful meaningful relationships and support systems as they transition? It's hard for us to ask for help. And what I know that I've done a lot in my life mm-hmm. is get angry at the things that people were not providing to me but I had never told people what I needed for them to provide for me. You know, I'm, you know, I get a big, I have an attitude. Like I cannot believe she did not call me and check on me about how my podcast went. Right. But 
<laughs> right? And I never have communicated. And we think <laughs> that because we do something, somebody else is going to do it. Or we think what's important to us is important to other people. And I have learned now to tell people, like, you know, my birthday just passed. Everyone who knows will say, right now, y'all, Randy cares about birthdays. Like, I'm, you know, I care about them. I expect you to show up. My feelings will be hurt if you do not acknowledge it, right? <laughs> I mean, my boyfriend from the seventh grade texted me on my birthday because that's, you know, he knows who I am. I mean, seriously, mm -hmm. he knows that, right? I mean, look, I, I also do acknowledge everybody else's <laughs> birthdays and make a big deal, but that's my thing. But I can't be angry at people when I haven't told them what I need. So I think being honest and say to people, okay, y'all, I am having one hell of a time at work. My boss is driving me crazy and I need you. Like, girl, I mean, can we, we got to get together for drinks. Because if you just say to people, let's get together for drinks, they may think, oh, it's no big deal. I don't have to show up. And then we're mad. We're crying because no one showed up, right? You have to say, y'all, I need you. Mm. I so am going true. through some stuff and I need my girls. When I was... um my friends and I used to be a group of us and we'd all, we'd always say, um, we always would call it church. Now it was a bar at Chili's and it would be margaritas, but we would say, um, y'all, I need, I need the word tonight. And that's how we would talk. And what that would mean is I need you tonight. Like, this is not fun. I just want to hang out. You can't skip it. It's like, you need to show up for me if it's possible. So building a community, um, that shows up for you, but ensuring that you've, told people what showing up looks like for you. That right there is golden. So many of us do not communicate our needs and no one can guess mm -hmm. what it is that we need. We have to, to be able to articulate that and know what we need. I love so, that. And then really those do. that don't give it to you, that they move down to associates and they're not friends because friends do show up or they at least try their, you know, the best to show up. You know, who respects me, all of me, and that comes with my needs, right? And what someone else needs, mm. you know, you know, like what I give to my best friend is very different than what she gives to me because we're different people and we have different requirements, um, for what works, but you just have to figure out, you know, what each other needs and how we receive love. And that's in every relationship. And hopefully mm. you're surrounding yourself yeah. with people that are on the same journey. Like we're talking about where they're discovering their own truths so they can support you in yours. Cause you don't need people around you saying, girl, you crazy or like making your like they're worse than your own self-talk. I could do bad by that, myself, you know? Um, and then, of course, it's on us to make sure that we are conducting, you know, those uh, quality control reviews and things yes. of that nature. Taking inventory. Yes. And, right? and because, you know, as much as we try to be good friends to ourselves and like we say, we get in mental gridlock sometimes or they're just days no matter how many self-help books I read and how much I pray and how much I meditate and took a long bath and got my nails done and got a new hairstyle. I still feel like crap. Right. Mm -hmm. And you need right. those reinforcements who say, girl, you are bad. You please girl, please. <laughs> you know, you need those people. You need a hype. Oh my goodness. Randy. I, yes. You need a hype girl. And you most definitely mm -hmm. to be your own hype woman. 
yes. or hype man, you know, you have to be. We are now at the point where you have to drop the mic. I feel like you have dropped so many <laughs> gems and I don't want to let you go. I really don't. Um, I'm like, why? Oh, because you have an entire <laughs> life to live and calling to fulfill and I just cannot be selfish. Okay, great. Um, but you know, every stop on the tour, we have mm-hmm. a mic drop moment and I will give you a moment to think about what yours is. Um, and when you're ready, Go ahead and drop the mic. Be real, be true, and only surround yourself with people who are real and true to you. There you have it. I I love how transparent, how available you have been during this conversation. And I most definitely appreciate the work that you do. We have spoken about, you know, you being a boss babe. With all due respect, you I appreciate that. Okay, nah, yeah. you and you're gonna know exactly what I'm <laughs> oh, talking thank about. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, and we've spoken about clarity, support systems, the work that you are doing all over the world. Um, you are a globe trotter for real. Um, let people know how they can stay connected with you. You can find me on randyb.net. That's R-A-N-D-I B as in boy.net. On Instagram, I'm Randy, R-A-N-D-I, two underscores, B. On Facebook, which is where my community is the biggest, we have some awesome conversations. Um, It's about 70,000 of us, and we talk about everything surrounding really just Black folks, um, every issue in the world. And that's Randy B. Um, You can just search for that on Facebook. We have a good time on that. Um, And YouTube, Randy B. 70,000. Yeah. Not likes, but followers. Yeah, we went, and, and people. What I will, what I love the people in the community because we are so respectful of one another. We disagree for sure, um, and they know. I've been, you know, for the last several years, I will kick your butt off. I'm like, how are you gonna? We're gonna preach black love, and then you're talking nasty to this sister over here or to this brother over here. Disagree, but be respectful. Mm -hmm. And so I just think that we think about a lot of stuff and go through a lot of things. And, uh, you know, you know, we have a good time. We have a good time and it's, but it's loving. That is wonderful. So you most definitely can stay connected with Randy on all of those different platforms, join her community, follow her on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, watch her on YouTube at Randy B. Is there anything else? I know you've already dropped the mic, but is there anything else on your heart that you'd like to share before we, you know, exit center stage? I'd really just like to share how much I think you are, how important I think you are. And these times that we get together and share openly and honestly, you know, our ups and our downs and our struggles. And I mean, just, just thank you for having me. Um, Hopefully we, you know, some other people can relate to what we discussed today. And I hope it encourages people to talk to each other about what's really going on, the real mm-hmm. deal, so we can help each other, you know, heal and thrive and strive for more. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. I, I'm smiling ear to ear. My cheeks <laughs> actually hurt because I am overfilled with joy. And this was most definitely a great, the best way to 
really ramp up season two of the Get My Life Tour. So I'm forever grateful for you lending your time, your your gifts, your treasures, and your expertise to us here on the Get My Life Tour. It has been such a great time having Randy B join us. And I hope that you continue on your tour to seek clarity, to build community, and to be kind to yourself during times of transition. It is 2020, and yes, the calendar year may have changed, but you have a lifetime to be and become. It has been real. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Give My Life Tour and for rocking with us. You are incredible, Randy. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.